Right now, everybody, stand to your feet. Everybody stand up. I know you just got comfortable, but you're going to have plenty of time to sit. Everybody stand to your feet. Everybody, this means everyone. Everyone's got to stand. You get to sit down in just like less than a minute. Here we go. Raise your right hand. Repeat after me. I solemnly swear to have the best year of my life, no matter what. Okay, you can have a seat. Look at the person, look at two people next to you and say, I'm holding you to it. Well, welcome to the first Emerge of 2016. Hey, listen, listen, listen. I'm telling you tonight, 2016 could be the greatest year of your life. It could be the greatest year of your life. Um, If you're new to Emerge, welcome. We're really glad that you're here tonight. Um, But tonight, I am going to be straight up preaching, bringing the fire tonight. Yeah. Can can I get an amen? amen? All right. So 2015 was a great year. It was great for Emerge. We had we had a great year. We we did missions trips. We did trips. We did um, camp. We did all kinds of stuff. We went to City Museum. Um, that was fun. Yeah. Um, but I I hope my hope and my prayer is that 2015 will be a joke compared to what God does 2016 right here in this room and in this group of students. So there's so much potential right here in this room, and I'm so glad that you're here tonight. Uh, it, this, this year has got the potential to change your life forever. Forever, ever? Forever, ever. So, I want, I want to encourage you guys tonight to take notes if you can, if you brought a pen and some paper, to take notes or just like scribble it on your arm or whatever you need to do. There's some things tonight that I want you to remember, and I hope and I pray that every time that someone steps up here to speak, that there, there's something that God speaks through them or speaks to you that you need to know and that you need to remember and you need to write down. Because something that we say is that note takers are history makers, and that's you. You're a history maker. So, and there, 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 there's some things that may be said tonight that you are going to need to remember. So write them down. If, if you want to, uh, when, when the, the point comes up on the screen, take a picture of the screen if necessary. I can't promise I won't pose in your picture, but, um, and it, it's, it'll be good. So, um, so you got this opportunity to start 2016 strong. You have the opportunity to start it strong and continue through the year. And I hope and I pray that as we wrap up 2016, that you, that you will not be saying, man, I, I just wasted another year. I, I, I hope my prayer is that at the end of this year, you won't look back and say, ah, I really wasted that one. Maybe the next one will be good. You know, I hope that's not, that's not what you say. Don't let that be you. And I've, I've been asking God to help me tonight to speak to you. And so, and to just challenge you to have the best year of your life. Are you ready? Can I get two claps on a Ric Flair? Woo! So this message is for everyone in this room. To look at the person next to you and say, hey, don't even think about talking to me during this message tonight or I might straight up punch you. Here's this scripture that I want to share with you tonight. It's in 2 Corinthians, if you brought your Bible. If you didn't, we've got our big Bible on the screen that you can follow along with. It's 2 Corinthians. A lot of you guys probably know this one. If not, it's 2 Corinthians 5.17, and it goes like this. Therefore, if anyone, everybody say anyone. If you got your Bible, circle that word, anyone, because that means 
anyone. That's right. <laughs> you guys are so good, man. Um, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, anyone, red and yellow, black and white. That's right. Yes. We have somebody in here who knows it. Everyone, it says, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new what? Creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. When, when I got saved, I realized that my sin was a really big deal. And it was separating me from God. Because I grew up in church. I was born in church. A lot of you guys know my story. I've said it like a bazillion times. But um, I've grown up in church. I knew it, and I knew it, and I knew it well. But I didn't really fully, completely accept Christ into my life and decide to live for him forever until I was a sophomore in college. And because and, I realized and I knew that my sin was separating me from God. And that's a big deal. And I needed to trust Jesus with not just part of my life, but all of my life. So I did that. And, and l- let me tell you this, though. I didn't feel new at all. I didn't feel new. Um, I felt like just the same me, the same old me. It's who I was. I, I didn't feel new. And so guess what happened? Like I, I went I went back to, to school. I went back to my friends. And, and I tried to make some of those, those decisions the old me was making. And, and I tried the same stuff and, and was around the same people and the same, the same alcohol, the same drugs, the same lies, the same girls. But I couldn't do it. Why? Because I wasn't the same person. I wasn't the same person. And the old me had gone away and the new me was here to stay. So here's what I came across, and I, I want you all to write this down. It's going to be on the screen. Get, re- get your phones ready. Take a picture of it. It says this, you can't be who you were and who you are at the same time. You can't be who you were, and you can't be who you were, the past, and who you are at the same time. And, and in 2016, because, because we can't look back to 2000, we can't be who we were in 2015. And so, I don't know if anyone in this room, I hope nobody in this room, um, I don't want you to be like to have the most average year of your life. I don't want this year to be just average for you. Like, if, if like, like the, the devil, the enemy, he would be so pumped up if you had the most average year of your life. Everything about this world wants you to have the most average year of your life. And, and the, the, like, the enemy's like, don't, don't you dare try anything great. Don't you dare try to be extraordinary. Don't you, don't even think about it. You need to be as average as you can possibly be. But listen, when it comes to be a Christian, when it be, comes to be an, a follower of Jesus, you can't be who you were and who you are at the same time. It's just not possible. One of them has to go. Man, I like preaching in this watch. This is good. This is heavy, though. It's like a workout for my left arm. So this year, my prayer for you and my prayer for me is that we would make a decision that, that, that the, the old me is, isn't here. It's, it's new. It's time to make a change. And, and that's, that's who I was. That's not who I am. And so I've got two things, a couple things here tonight I want you to write down. 
uh, I want you to write this down. If, if I don't know if I put this in my notes, but um, write down new objective. And every single day, people live their lives trying to be as average as possible. People try to be as average as possible. There, there are billions of people on this planet, and being average is possible. And, and they're all being as average as possible. And, and it's time that somebody stood up and did something different. And if you're going to be who you are in Christ, not who you were, you've got to have a new objective. And one time, I, at one time in my life, being a Christian, I thought that every time that something happened to me, I had to respond a certain way. I had to do a certain thing or respond a certain way. Um, but I had it wrong. Like, I, I've got to be a certain way so my, my life will respond to me. So tonight, here, here's your new objective. Here it is, the, our new objective. It's in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, and 18, and here it is. This is your new objective. Here's what you've got to focus on day by day, every day in 2016. If you want to be who you are, not who you were, it says this. Always be what? Always be what? Say it with a smile on your face. Always be what? Always be joyful. Like, uh-oh, I, I don't really like where this is headed. Well, just hold on. It's get better. It says never stop what? Oh, this is bad news here. Be thankful in all circumstances. So get ready because this next line is about to wreck some of y'all's world. It says this, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. So wonder, we, we all wonder, what's God's will for my life? What does he want me to do? What's it say right there? Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful with everything that happens. This is God's will for you if you belong to Christ Jesus. Write that down. Always be joyful. Know it. Say it with a smile. Put a smile. If you write it down, put a smile. Put a smile emoticon. Emotion. What's it called? Yeah, that's it. Emotion. Where does that come from? Now, listen, I want you to notice this because a lot of people struggle with this. I want you to notice it doesn't say always be happy. It doesn't say always be happy. Being happy and being joyful are two completely different things. Being happy and being joyful are different things. Did you know that like one out of every 10 adults says they're depressed or they're on some kind of depression medicine? One out of every 10. Being joyful has nothing to do with being happy. But the thing that drives me crazy, like sick to my stomach, is when I see people just walking around all the time, like with their heads down, complaining, and just negative all the time. Like this, honestly, it really does bother me. Because this world wants you to live your entire life finding something wrong with everything. You know what I'm talking about? Star Wars was not good enough. Right? Like we can, we can like complain. We can find something to complain about everything. This water is not pure enough, but I'm going to drink it anyways. We can find something wrong and complain about everything. But the word says, be joyful. 
Now, joy doesn't matter. It doesn't matter about circumstances. We're going to get there in a second. I want you to write this down. Um, and this is kind of this kind of lengthy, but it says this: Joy comes from knowing that Jesus has paid for my past, is with me right now, and has extraordinary plans for my life. See, joy comes from knowing that that Jesus has paid for my past. That's good right there. I could just stop right there, and we'd be done. Let's pray. No, it's, it's joy comes from knowing that Jesus paid for my past. He's with me right now. That's good. Can I get an amen? amen? And he has extraordinary plans for my future. Joy comes from knowing, not guessing. It comes from knowing that Jesus, he paid for my past. Come on, somebody. He paid for my past. He's with me right now and has extraordinary plans for my future. Did you know that the, that the worst possible truth is true for your life? The worst possible truth is true for your life. Did you know that, that you have sin on the inside of you and that from birth you're separated from God? That's true for everyone. That's true for every single one of us. Um, but you know that the best possible scenario is also true for you. That because... Jesus has come to this earth and he's died for you that if you believe in him, that sin can go away. And that is joy. And that's living. Joy comes from knowing the the worst sin I can commit, the worst thing that I could do, the worst of my days are not going to change Jesus' mind about me. And that's something to be excited about. That's something that you have to have joy about. Somebody say amen. Amen. Write this down. Never stop praying. Never stop praying. I had this confused for a long time, and and I thought praying was like at bedtime and at dinner. Right? God is great. God is good. Let's thank him for this food. By his hands we shall be fed. Give us, Lord, our daily bread. Is that how it goes? Give us, Lord, something. Or they, they pray. Amen. Well, never stop praying. Okay. God is great. God is good. I mean, sometimes we think prayer is constantly talking to God. Talk, talk, talk. And, and, and then we make some requests to God. Okay, so God, here's what I'd like. I want a four-wheeler, and I want some new roller skates. And, and I want um, uh, a man bun. Uh, I want a lot more hair. I need some money. I've been kind of sick. I've had this cough since like Thanksgiving. And I need, I need, and I need. And, and let me tell you, like, talk, take bringing your needs before God. Yeah, that is part of prayer. But it's only part of it. <clears throat> prayer is not just requesting things from God. But listen, prayer is about responding to, to God not just requesting from God. It's about responding to God, not just requesting from God. You should write that down too. So let's put it like this. If you only read your Bible, if all you do, which is great, you should read your Bible. If you only read your Bible, that'd be a great thing. That'd be a really, really, really good thing. But that would be like the equivalent to, to following God on Twitter. How many of you guys are on the Twitters, Twitterverse? Okay, 
That, that if you just, if all you did was read your Bible, that'd be like following God on Twitter. Um, you know, just reading his tweets. Oh, this is good. Oh, this is, I'm retweet, retweet, re- reply. What? Okay. But prayer, prayer, it's like God showing up and giving you his phone number. Reading, only reading the Bible is like following God on Twitter. But prayer, it's like God showing up and saying, here's my phone number, talk to me anytime. The Bible is awesome, and, and you can know as much about God if you want to know, if you read the Bible. But when, you're, when you pray, it's like calling that number. Hey, God, I, I've got to talk to you about some things. God, there's some things going on in my life that, that I need to talk with you about. S- some of you guys, you haven't prayed, you haven't talked to God in a long time, and God's like, you used to call me on your cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> Like he, God, he's, he's like, you used to talk to me, but you don't anymore. Okay. That was really bad. But here's the deal. I follow, I follow LeBron James on Twitter. Anybody else? No, you don't. Anybody like LeBron James? Okay. Like two of us do. I follow LeBron James on Twitter, but here's the deal. I don't know anything about LeBron James. Like if LeBron James saw me in public, like he wouldn't come up to me and give me a big old hug. He's like, who is that creep? Like, like, I don't know, I, I know him, but I don't know, I, I know about him, but I don't know him. And like his, his shoes are even kind of ugly. And like, I, I know what team he plays for. Like he's got some kids, he's got a family. Um, like, he, I, 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 I'm a pretty good stalker. Like I know about LeBron, I know about LeBron, but I don't know LeBron at all. Prayer, it's, it's just that. Prayer is that. You, you, you know, you, you read the Bible and you know it, but if you want to have a conversation you actually and, and actually talk to God, you better pick up your phone. And we need to pray. It's a vital part, important part of who we are as followers of Jesus. And I would be willing to guarantee that every one of you guys in this room, I, I would say, be willing to say every one of us in this room has had a conversation with a friend that probably went something like this. How do you know that God's real? I would, I'd be willing to bet every single one of us in this room has had that conversation. Oh, how do you know that God's real? Because I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure about it. I, I'm, and I'm about to make, make a, a bold statement and, and I'm going to stand by it. Are you ready? Okay, thank you. Atheism. <clears throat> which which is people who do not believe in God. Atheism, yeah, write that down. Atheism would not exist if every Christian did what God told them to do. Atheism would not exist if every Christian did what God told them to do. And, and I'm about to hit us all. If you and I, if we weren't cowards, and I'm adding me in that as well, and we actually responded to God when he told us to do something, atheism would be wiped from the face of the earth. You're walking down your hallway at school. If you're walking down the hallway and, and through prayer, God says, hey, 
You just cheated on your schoolwork. And you need to go back to your teacher and you need to tell the truth. You need to go confess. Because Don't tell me this doesn't happen. I was in high school and I was a great cheater. Um, <clears throat> if, if that would have happened to me, like if God, God told me that, and if I would have done what he told me to do, Listen, Miss Hunter, I, I've been I've been praying and and I've, I've been cheating on my schoolwork and and God told me I needed to come and tell you about it and I need to suffer the consequences. Your teacher wouldn't wonder if God's real or not. Here's the deal: nobody does that. Nobody goes back and like, hey, I need to tell you, I cheated. I totally cheated on that. Nobody does that. You, you back talk your parents. You talk back to your parents. And which you will because you're teenagers. Um, and God convicts you of that because he will, because he loves you. If you would respond and say, mom, dad, I, I know I said some pretty mean stuff, some pretty harsh things. And, and I really shouldn't have, but I've been praying about it. And God told me that I needed to tell you that I'm sorry. First of all, you'd have to pick your parents up off the floor. But your, your parents would not doubt that God was real or not. And if you, were, you and I were not cowards and we had the faith to do what God told us to do, atheism would disappear from the face of the planet. Try it. See what happens. I challenge you to try that. I want you to know this and, and write this down. Um, it's part of our the verse that it says, um, be thankful in all circumstances. This part right here is a nightmare. I'm good with the joy stuff. I'm good with the prayer stuff. But in everything that happens to me in my life, be thankful in, in all circumstances. It's, it's not easy. And, and let's be honest. Um, same, some of you guys may be going home tonight to a home that's messed up, that's dysfunctional. Maybe you're going home tonight to some brothers and some sisters who, who are doing some things that you shouldn't be a part of, that you don't want to be a part of. And the Bible says that the will of God for our life is to be thankful no matter what's going on. And see, gratitude is a great attitude. Gratitude is a great attitude, and you, you need these three things real quick in your life. Number one is you need a Bible. If you're in this room tonight and you don't own a Bible, I, I ask someone who's old in this room, which I'm included in that, um, and tell them that you need a Bible, and we'll get you one. I'll find one, and we'll give it to you. And, and Because the Bible is the Word of God. It's the word of God. It's called, it's called your daily bread. And if you want to grow, you better eat. You better eat, right? If you want to grow, you better eat. You better eat every day. You've got to read the Bible. Second thing I want you to know is this. Winter retreat. Ha! Yeah, tricked you on that one. You need to sign up tonight. You need to go to winter retreat. This actually is one of my points. Um. This is the one single event that has the, not the one single event that we do, that has the potential to permanently 
change your life if you let it. I got that wrong. It's not the one single event. We do a lot of events that could really change your life. Got some great missions trips and stuff like that. But this event right here, there's people in this room right now who the, the trajectory, the future of their life has been changed by winter retreat. And, and it's been life changing. Okay, can I, can I do this? Could we be so bold to, to do this? How many of you guys in this room who have been to winter retreat would say that it's changed your life? Booyah. So two hands and a foot. Like, it's good. It's good. You need to go. It, it's, it could permanently change your life. If you, I'll never forget the, the year, and, and I point to David because we've talked about this several times. Terry Parkman um, spoke, and, and he, there were, I forgot how many, if you say five, seven students out of this room will be world changers. Not just like Kansas City, not just like Truman High School changers, not just like you're changing your house, world changers. And like he prophesied. Seven people out of this group. The devil wants you to have the most basic life possible. And if you, you get by some friends that you just want, a ba- they also want a basic life, the enemy's won. He's won. And maybe for some of you, um, your, your new year should mean new friends as well. I, I don't mean to step on your toes, but if your friends are leading you down the wrong path, it's time to find some new friends. The enemy wants nothing good for you, and he just loves you to stick around your no good friends who tempt you to do bad things. Because when you stay there, he wins. He wins. Don't hang around people that make you feel good about the stupid stuff that you do. Find some good friends who will call you out in love when you mess up. And it may hurt. I guarantee you it's going to hurt when someone calls you out. And it's kind of, it's embarrassing as well. But I know that if a friend loves me and they know I'm doing something wrong and they call me out in love, I will respond to that every single time. So the time is now for you to begin the best year of your life. Go to Winter Treat and get one step, like 10 steps closer to Jesus. Last thing is this. Honesty. Honesty. It's simple. Don't lie. How many of you guys like being around liars? I accidentally put my hand up. Um, don't lie. Be honest. If you make a decision, you need to own up to the consequences of that decision. In 2016, you cannot fix a problem that you will not admit that you have. You cannot fix a problem that you won't admit that you have. Guys and even girls, if you're in this room and you struggle with looking at porn... Tell somebody about it tonight. Tell one of our adult leaders about it tonight. You, you don't need to go one more day having a smartphone. If that's where you look at it on. Maybe, maybe I'm sorry, if you uh, flush your $500 phone, but if that's what you need to do, don't let that be a trap in your life. Take extraordinary steps to get the sin out of your life. You need to be free from your porn addiction in 2016. Some of you, you need to quit talking about people. You, you need to get a backbone, and if you have a problem with someone, you either need to talk to them directly or you need to let it go. There's, there's so much at stake, and the rest of the world is not... It, it, do you know why we watch TV and, and everything and, and, and the sin and the way those people live seems so much fun? Because easy is fun. I'm not going to lie to you. 
and fun is easy. <clears throat> I want you to hear this tonight, and, and I'll be completely honest with you. When I was your age, if, if I would have been sitting where you're sitting tonight, and if I would have heard this message tonight, uh, this would be the last message that I wanted to hear. But I want to challenge you tonight, if you'll listen to these words and you'll try to make 2016 the best year of your life, you're going to be sitting here next year in this room. You're going to be saying, wow, I cannot believe the things we saw and we experienced God do in 2016. You need a new perspective. <clears throat> Romans 8.28, it says this, and we know, <clears throat> it, it, this isn't a guess. I, I forgot to put this in the notes, Sorry. It says, and we know, knowing isn't guessing, and we know that God causes, everybody say that word, causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. In 2016, everything has the potential to be the best thing that God could do for you. If you have the right perspective, then God is working all things together for your good. I'm going to get get real for just a minute like I, like I haven't been. Um, uh, this year might be the year that your, your parents may split up. They may get a divorce. This could, this could be the year that a close loved one, a grandparent, passes away. I just experienced that right after Thanksgiving. This is real life. It's real, and it happens to, to people. It happens to a lot of people. And I'm not trying to tell you that this will be the easiest year you'll ever have in your life. But if God's will for your life, the, the thing we're doing, it's not a joke. Our goal is to be like Jesus. And if we're going to be like Jesus, life is not going to be easy but it will be good. It's not going to be easy, but it'll be good. Things in your life don't have to be easy for them to be good. Working out, anybody love working out? A couple of us really buff, muscular people in this room love working out. Um, Working out for me, no fun. No fun. Um, Running, no fun. You see how short my legs are? No fun. Eating vegetables? No fun. Homework? Double sucks. Everything about your life that is hard to do is beneficial for you. There are some things in your life that's completely hard to do, but it's beneficial for you. It's part of leaving behind who you were and becoming who you are. In Christ, you are not who you were. You are who you are. It's, it's not you. If you've accepted Christ, the old person, that's not you. You don't have to go back to that. You don't have to live that way anymore. You look ahead and you keep your face pointed straight and you don't look behind. You guys remember in the, in the Old Testament uh, when, when they uh, can't think? So look back. And turned into a pillar of salt. What was that her name? Lot and his wife. I, my mind just went. Bloop. So 
Lot, they look back and she, like she, that was the end of her. Don't look back. Keep moving forward. Keep pushing ahead. Keep, keep pushing on. Don't look back. That's not who you were. Be who you are. So when life gets messy and things go bad, you, maybe your parents split up, maybe your boyfriend breaks up with you, you're, you're living in sin. This is the question that I want you to ask yourself. This is what I want you to ask yourself. What would an extraordinary version of me do in this situation? What would an extraordinary version of me do in this situation? Because God has not called you to be ordinary just like everyone else. He's called you to be extraordinary. Could our band come back up, please? What would an extraordinary version of me do in this situation? You, You know what's tough to do? Not living in sin. That's tough. I'm, I'm, I'm a 37-year-old adult with a wife and three kids, and it's hard. I can tell you this. And I'm a professional Christian. I'm a pastor. And it's hard not to sin. I can, I can promise you that. It's hard. Uh, if you're a Christian, there are things in, the, in your life that will be difficult. But if you don't run into the devil every day, it might be because you're, you're headed in the same direction as the enemy. See, Jesus didn't die so you could have another average year. Don't let this year just be another average year. He didn't, he didn't do all what he did on the cross for us just to be average. See, this would be just fine without the plain, ordinary version of you. Every one of you, our guys, you're going to leave Emerge, you're going to leave this room tonight, and you're going to go home to, to some kind of a family. I don't know what your family's like, but you're going to go to some kind of a family. And that family needs an extraordinary version of you. Imagine if every student in this room, you woke up tomorrow and we decided that we're going to be extraordinary. Because that's what God's called us to be. And, and a year from now, we look back and we come... And, and if, if we all, if we all decided to do this, to be extraordinary for Christ, all of Kansas City and more would never be the same again. If we believed who we were in Christ, who we are in Christ, not who we were. This year, we're, you're going to have the best year of your life if you follow God. I'm not going to say it's not going to be easy. But if you're following Jesus, it'll be good. One day you're going to be old like me and you're going to look back and say, man, imagine how many, because I say this. Imagine how many people's lives I could have affected if I would have done what God called me to do. Imagine how many people I could have I could have been a part of their life. I could be a part of changing, helping change their life through the power of Jesus Christ if I would have done what God was telling me to do. People need to see you read your Bible. They need to see you pray. Live this life in public. I'm telling you, if we, if we can just be who we are in Christ and make decisions based on who we are, not who we were, this will be the best year of your life. Your family, your school, your life will be changed. Let's pray.
I want everybody to close your eyes and, and bow your heads. <clears throat> Tonight, for, for a lot of you guys in that room, um, that prayer starts now. Like you, you've got, like we said earlier, you've got God's cell number. Go ahead and just start talking to him. Call him now. All heads are bowed. Those of you tonight, maybe you're in this room and you're not a Christian. You're not a follower of Jesus. You've never accepted him into your life and you would like to be. You're tired of the old you and you would like to ask Jesus into your life. No one's looking around. I just want to ask that you raise your hand right now. Thank you. Is there anybody else? Is there anybody else? After you raise your hand, you can put it down. Is there anybody else here tonight? You need to accept Jesus into your life. Jesus died for you. He died for every single one of us. Maybe you're in this room and you've just come out of the worst year of your life. Maybe you just came out of the worst week, the worst month of your life. And if you would be who you are in Christ, not who you were, you will be extraordinary. See, the devil cannot stop people who make decisions like like they're Christians. If you want to have the best year of your life in 2016, would you stand with me tonight? <clears throat> I want to challenge you in this room. Don't, don't, don't leave here tonight and be average. Don't just be average. Be extraordinary. 